so this week we are discussing Kong Skull Island, the 2000, the 2017 film, Kong Skull Island. This movie is like if Apocalypse Now and Jurassic Park had a baby mm-hmm. and then w- showed that small child all the classic King Kong films <laughs> and then just let it free. It, it's got a, 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 admittedly a great soundtrack, a star-studded cast. Everybody, everybody's in this movie. Not everybody, but like a lot of people. <laughs> there's, there's many people in this movie. Um, technically, great film in my opinion. It's 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 done very well, um, and it, it resurrects the the old classic King Kong movies. Yes. You have a lot of things to say about this film, Zach. I have a lot to say about um, the film. But is it good? Let's discuss. Let us dive in, if you will. Let's. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello, welcome to episode 22. Three. Three. I'm tired, man. 23. I'm tired. Welcome to 23 episodes. <laughs> Welcome to... <laughs> Backwards. Welcome to... Welcome to episode 23 of the But Is It Good podcast. But Is It Good podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. As always, I'm your host, Zach Olson. And I'm your host, Hunter Callahan. And, and Whiskey's around here somewhere. Whiskey We're not... is the host of the podcast. Mm-hmm. She is... Um, she cleaning herself. She's cleaning herself. Good. She stinks. Never too late for a shower. That's what. That's that's my motto. Yep. <laughs> that's know. how you live your life. That's gonna be on your tombstone. <laughs> it's never too late for a shower. My boss at work is like, I need this done in ten minutes, and I'm like, never too late for a shower, and I just hop in. Oh man. All right, cool. Well, right on. We are uh, moving right along. Just a heads up before. Well, I'll. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say this now. Um. Before we jump into news of the week, uh, be aware, Amos is playing with his, he has a toy called a wobble. So I know has, the wobble noise, but yeah. it sounded like someone stepped on a cat. No, it sounds like BB-8 <laughs> from Star Wars. Okay. Anyway, um, as we've said in the past episodes, my wife is very close to her due date. Pregnant. So we are actually recording a lot of this stuff in advance, so uh, you'll find like this week's news probably won't line up with the week that this episode comes out Mm -hmm. just because we are trying to record these in advance so we can have some consistent content for you guys so just be aware i understand um when you're listening to this it might be like hey that happened like two weeks ago and it's probably true but we're doing the best we can (laughs) yes we are anyway zach will you give me a theme song so i can start my shindig it's bow, 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 hunter shindig now. Bow, 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 bow. Yeah. Bow, 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 hunter <laughs> shindig now. This keeps getting better each week. Oh, yeah. It's all improv, too. Yeah. I don't practice. Yeah. Welcome to Hunter's Shindig. Bow, 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 hunter shindig now. AKA News of the Week. Um, I have a couple things. Uh, the first one is, of course, because two of them are comic book movie news, but. Luckily, one of them is is a, I'm actually genuinely excited about, 
and one I don't actually care about, so that's whatever to me. Let's do the one you don't care about first. Okay. So that we can discuss the one that you're excited about more. Um, did you happen to see the Venom 2 Let There Be Carnage trailer? I Okay, so yes. I watched like the first minute or so. Yeah. And Have you seen Venom? I haven't seen Venom. Yeah, it's but not good. <laughs> I didn't like see, it. See, I've heard, I've heard people say like, oh, it's a fun movie to go watch. It's, it's, it's a, a fun movie. It's a fun movie. It's a. F- I didn't like it. Okay. I mean, but I get. I can see where that comes from. People are like, "Oh, if you're into the the relationship between dude and his oh, parasite Eddie, friend, Eddie Brock and Venom, yeah, then you'll like it." It's just interesting to me because in the comic books, Venom is so his origin is so based around Spider Man. Yeah. That it's a little interesting. But but I Go have on. I did see like the first minute of the trailer and I had to turn it off. There's something about really chaotic cooking that I can't I cannot watch <laughs> no I'm serious you know that uh, the the iPhone commercial where dude's like cooking and it's just like chaos and he's like dropping his phone in the sink and all I this stuff I don't know maybe it gives me anxiety and I have to change the channel that's hilarious I mean it's not hilarious to have anxiety but that's kind of funny it, it's it's like why I can, I can watch any horror film by myself with the lights off at night but if there's chaotic cooking Done. because I'm such a like I have to be organized otherwise my life falls apart yeah so like any any like disaster like that are you clean room clean I think it also has something to do with previous relationship I don't know but oh snapshots fired <laughs> but any triggered, sort of triggered, triggered any sort of chaos like that just it 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 triggers me real quick yeah so uh, I turned it off because yeah <laughs> so you didn't actually see what carnage looks like no, I all I saw was uh, chaos and yeah. then waffles with like Man, eggs like, on I, them. I, yeah, and like ugh. which is funny because for those of you who don't know, and that's like me, probably most people. Me and Zach, oh, we, th- th- this is mind. random, but you, you you're talking about eggs on top of waffles. Yeah, we have uh, a little country nook, country nook breakfast nook that we like to go to. We haven't been there in a long time, but Shamrock Kitchen in a little tiny town and happiest in, town in the in United Georgia. States. No, well, in Georgia, state of Georgia. Oh, okay, um, it's my hometown where I grew up and where I used to live, and we would get. What was our, our our concoction that we would get? You got it from your grandfather, I think? Yeah, so my, my uh, grandfather on my dad's side mm-hmm. uh, taught me this. I'm not sure where he learned it, if he made it up himself, <laughs> but it is two biscuits, yeah. open face on a plate. Yep, with gravy. With sausage mm-hmm. or bacon, but sausage. You want sausage. Yep. Um, gravy all over it mm-hmm. and two... Preferably sunny side up eggs. You can mm-hmm. get a medium, what you yeah. know, over medium, over easy, whatever. However you like your eggs, right on top of that thing with some hot sauce, and you just eat it and then go back to bed. Yeah. See, my variation on this was I had bacon instead of sausage. But it's sausage gravy. I understand, but I like you know what I mean. Like, I like it better, but I've given it up. But yeah. Um, and then towards the end of my tenure doing that, I actually added hash browns. It's oh, very good. Uh, w- with the biscuit. Yeah. That is too much. Yeah. You cannot what's, do that. What's funny is that you say that you don't like the eggs on the waffles, but I immediately thought of that. No, no, no. Well, there's no waffles in That's our true. concoction. That's true. First of all. That's true. Second of all, it was the chaos of creating Yeah, it. yeah. Like, if I went into a waffle house and there was just, like, pancake or waffle batter, like, everywhere, everywhere <laughs> I would leave. Yeah. It would freak me out. So, are you excited at all for Venom 2? So, like, well, I haven't let, seen the first one. <laughs> let me preface. I'm excited this. for us to do that as a little mini series because yeah, I'm let sure we will. Let me preface this real fast. So, I don't I didn't care for Venom 1. Okay. I didn't care for it. Um I thought 
during the big climax fight when he was Venom and I forgot the other uh, symbiote's name. It was just, it was hard. It was just a bunch of weird CGI globs running around. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm cool with the idea of Venom being an anti-hero. That's fine. Carnage, I don't know a ton about Carnage. I know he's Cletus Cassidy, which in this movie is Woody Harrelson, and he's like a serial killer. He's like the he's like the worst symbiote or whatever. Okay. Um, he looks pretty good. You know, it's just he's like a red and kind of red and black version of Venom, which which is very sharper. He's kind of leaner. Yeah. The film, I don't really know the story about it. I don't really care that much. Sure. I will say that, you know, I love Woody Harrelson. Um, I like. Um, uh, Tom Hardy for the most part and everything that he's done, you know? For the most and part. I really what do like, you not like that Tom Hardy's been I don't really like Mad Max, Fury Road. What? Yeah. I, I probably watched it in a weird time. I might even watch it again. It's technically a masterpiece, but I just, I don't know. I, what? I've never seen any any, Ma- any Mad Max movies, so I just, just kind of Oh, lost. man. That's on the list. But that's not, that's not putting Tom. putting that on the yeah, list. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's not Tom Hardy's fault, though. But also, Andy Serkis directed it. Mm-hmm. And I love his stuff, everything that he's done. He directed done. the first one as well? No, I just met him too. Okay, okay. So, so I kind of have a bit more of a hope for this I'll one. say, yes, I'll say that you got Andy Serkis, uh, Marvel Entertainment is backing this, and you've got Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson. Like All the, the pieces are there. The re- the pieces are there. Um, that doesn't mean it's going to be a good film. I don't know why I said that weird. That doesn't mean it's going to be a good film. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's going to be a good film. <laughs> have to, the, the that doesn't mean <laughs> the it's going to be a important. good film. <laughs> how do you feel about the... Sorry, I just hijacked that. But, no, you're good. You know, so Spider-Man's in the MCU, but it's an MCU Sony production, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now we have all these crazy rumors and some factual stuff of them bridging the Sony-verse with the MCU um, with Doc Ock and Electro and stuff. Yeah. And then, did you ever see that Morbius trailer with Jared Leto a while back where he's like a vampire? I did. Remember that? I did. And then yeah. Michael Keaton's at the very end where he's yeah. like, what's up, Doc? And mm-hmm. so he's, theoretically, he's Vulture, so that's a bridge to the Sony-verse. So the theory is that they're eventually going to try and bring Spider-Man, like Venom maybe into this Tom Holland-verse. I don't know, man. It's going to be, who knows? But There's a lot going on. That dropped this week. Um, good for them. Good for them. That's the thing you're not excited about. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't even know it was dropped. I didn't care. I mean, it's. I hope it's good. I did not like Venom One. Yeah, personally. I didn't like it. Um, Sequels have been better than the original movie. Yeah, they're, especially they're, when the first one's terrible. Right, right. Um, we'll see. I mean, I'll I'll see it. I'll probably see it. Like um, after uh, it's out of theaters. Justice League Two is going to be better. Ah, than the Snyder than, Cut. Well, not the, than the oh, Snyder Cut. Than the Whedon Cut. Yeah, oh, the theatrical release. Easy. Um, when we get it. Anyway, here's some quick news before we get to the one that I'm excited about. Uh, oh, there's three things. I think, did we mention last week how Dave Bautista might be yeah. hanging up Drax yep. after Guardians 3? He just got added to the cast of Knives Out 2. I, he's got to be a villain, right? I don't know, but I loved Knives Out. Be, well, th- those movies don't really have villains, do they? Until the very end. Yeah, Knives Out was great. Actually, I mean, yeah, everyone's, I really everyone's enjoyed a villain that movie. In, in Knives, out. Knives Out is a... Uh, a plus. Yeah, that was a great movie. So that's exciting for him. I'm excited to see yeah. him kind of venture out because you know he's been he's a better actor than people realize. I like, I like all of the MCU actors. I don't think there's a single actor in the entire MCU mm-hmm. that I that I do not like. Yeah, I like them in other roles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I like seeing them doing other things. Well, Bautista like, was in Blade Runner. Right. He's in Army of the Dead. <laughs> Zack Snyder's new movie. Right. Um. Uh. 
Elizabeth Olsen was in uh, Godzilla. Godzilla. So was so was uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Quicksilver. Yeah, Quicksilver. Yep. Samuel Jackson. Chris Evans was in Knives Out. Yeah, Chris Evans was yeah. in Knives Out. Um, oh gosh. Uh, yeah, uh, Sam Jackson was in Kong. Had Kong. It also had Loki. Yes, and Captain Marvel. Yeah. See. Yeah, wow. Wasn't a fan of their little pseudo romance thing, but we'll get there. That got kind of odd at the end. It was sort of shoehorned. It got odd at the beginning, in my opinion. I didn't really <laughs> get any romance sense until the very end where he was just like, let me hold you. He didn't say right. that, but he was just like, I was like, right. you guys, yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. didn't even like it. Yeah, the hand on the back. In yeah. The anyway, okay, so uh, that's exciting. Good for him. Um, what are you excited? What's he, the exciting? He also, okay. Dave Bautista, sorry, I ran him. He's campaigning hard for Bane. He wants to play Bane. I don't know if he will. Bane? Because that would like, be. Like Tom Hardy Bane. Yeah. That would in like in Rob Pattinson's uh universe. Okay. I mean, I'm open to different interpretations. Yeah. Well we also don't know Tom Hardy's it, Bane was like I enjoyed it, yeah. Nine and a half out of um, ten. I uh I don't know. I mean we we have to even see if they're even going that route. But to be fair, sorry. No, you're fine. I'm going off the rails here. The train has left the tracks, it's, man. It's in a ditch. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, I should have got my water. To, to be fair, yes. I'm gonna say it another another time. To be fair, <laughs> Heath Ledger's Joker was something that, like, in my mind, still can't be like surpassed. Mm-hmm. But I loved Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. So I mean, someone else can do a role that's been done, and it can still be like great. Yeah, you know? I don't think it'll ever pass Ledger's Joker until we see Joaquin. That's not what I said. No, I know. I'm yeah. just saying until we see. Him go up against the Batman, and I don't think he will. Mm-hmm. Although apparently there, there's rumor that Joker Two is still happening, and I hope it doesn't. Joaquin does not do. I know. I series. don't want a Joker Two. I don't want it. He I does one-offs, and they're it. all very good. Most, I mean, all the ones that I've seen are really good. He's, <laughs> He's probably really good stuff. Everyone's probably got like one project that they're like, "Yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that." Yeah, <laughs> you know. Anyway, so the thing that It'll I was be me with about this podcast later in my life. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <sighs> Speaking of Batman. Um, this is just more solidified stuff. There's been some set leaks, set leaks from The Flash. Is this the exciting news? Yeah. Okay. Um, and you're a big Keaton fan, so I just think anything that we know, like this gets solidified, I think is worth noting. Mm-hmm. There's been some set leaks from The Flash movie, which is like a mythical unicorn, but it's actually happening. And they have returned. They are shooting at uh, Tim Burton's um, Wayne Manor. Oh. So it is confirmed now also to be <laughs> the Tim Burton Batman. So that's cool, man. I'm excited mm. for that. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, and they showed, somebody said, leaked a set photo of the Batmobile, and it was it was his Batmobile. Retro. So we'll see, man. I mean, I don't know. There's, I've, tried, I've honestly tried to start avoiding DC news because it's all just rumor-based at this point. What a different tone from two weeks ago. Yeah. You were frustrated that day. It's understandable. Yeah. I mean, I'm still frustrated, but like, there are things that I'm still excited for. Yes. Yeah, for sure. But it's just like sometimes I'm like, you know. Anyway, <clears throat> that's my shindig. It's <clears throat> exciting. Yeah. Uh, what was the? I forgot it. Hunter <laughs> <laughs> shindig. Yeah. Something. Zach, do you have <laughs> any shindigs <laughs> this week? I just have one thing. There's probably more. Okay. Well, like, I, I feel like this is Zach's shindig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like this is like a California. Like riding down the highway song. Zach's shindig, we're running down the road because Hunter messed something up. And it's Zach's shindig. Oh, 
Oh, it's Zach's Shindig. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, that is a beautiful song. But Zach's Shindig isn't just reserved for times that Hunter has messed something up. Oh, did you it mess could something be, up? It, it could be something that, that Zach has messed up, too. But also, Zach messed something up. So there's, yeah, probably, yeah. there's probably more stuff. Uh, like, I feel like in either last week's episode or the week before that's episode, I said this is going in Zach Shindig, and I don't oh, remember. Probably. I don't remember what that was. You guys are writing it down. <laughs> yeah, I need, like, a, a notepad or something. Don't remember what it was, but I do remember this. So in the Mortal Kombat episode, Mortal Kombat twenty twenty one reboot twenty twenty one reboot, reboot. Uh, I I slipped up, Hunter. Because I, I thought you were about to say you slipped not, and I was like the band. I slipped not. <laughs> I slipped not. Hereby declare. <laughs> no, I, I slipped up, and I let all of our fans know. So I mentioned <clears throat> these characters uh, in the movie are dying. Yeah. And we were talking about the black smoke and them disappearing and that they're going to be coming back in the next movies. And I said, well, they'd have to come back as other characters like Ghost. Yeah. And that's, that was a slip up because Ghost does not currently exist in the Mortal Kombat universe. Who are you thinking of? Smoke? No, well, it was a slip up because we are currently, I've reached out to NetherRealm Studios okay. to see if we can collaborate on Ghost is a character. Oh, nice. That'd be cool. So it was a slip up because it was premature. What's his moveset? We haven't even heard back from them. Okay. So gotcha. we've got some time. Do you want to brainstorm right now his, his, uh, what his moveset would ghost. be? Ghost. So he can he can phase through things, obviously. Okay. Um, he would have a move called like apparition. Yeah. Where he would, like, uh, appear just. What if, what if he has a move and so you hit a couple buttons and then you pick a direction, right? Yep. You either pick left or right. And it creates mirror images on both sides of the f- of the stage. Oh, that's tight! And if you picked left, then you're on the left, and it's mirrored. Whoa! So you don't know. That's cool. You don't know which one it is. Okay. If you're defending, right? Physically, though, is Listen. he a, is he a ninja? He's a dead ninja that's been resurrected. Maybe he's like. What uh, are his colors? I'm thinking like black and white, but like mostly white with black accents, because you can't go too black because that's Noob Saibot. White robe. White robe. Like, you know how in the original Mortal Kombat, it's like yellow, r- red, green, like yeah, blue? Yeah. It's like his, black. His is just black. white. Yeah. Oh, dude, this Ghost. is tight. This is cool. I'm telling we you. We should reach out for real. We have. Oh, that's right. You already did. I really want to like make this character somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we hear back from them. Yeah, so that was cool. that was a slip up on my part. Look for Ghost in Mortal Kombat 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. That's a, I actually really like that idea. Anyway, cool. Um, whiskey like the, shots. The mirror. That's actually you've yeah. thought that out, haven't you? That's a really cool. I one. thought about it yeah. thirty seconds ago. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Any whiskey shots? Whiskey shots. She cleaning herself she's, right now. She's looking her foot. Yeah. Earlier she was looking her butthole. So now she's got like <laughs> butthole uh, feet. Butt feet. She's yeah. a sweet girl. I'm very happy to have her back. I can't believe. I've known Whiskey for a long time, and I've just never noticed how long the hair is on the bottom of her feet. Uh, like, she has, like, talons. Seen, it looks like talons. Have you seen, like, the Jim Carrey Grinch? Yes, it's exactly like that. <laughs> it's exactly like that. That is what her feet look like. We're going to have to put a picture of just her paws on Instagram and yeah. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Theme song is out, Zach. Whiskey shots. Whiskey shots. Yeah. Does whatever a whiskey cat does. Yeah. Cool, all right. You know what it's time for? We are arriving at the feature presentation of the night or morning, whenever you're listening to this. In a minute. Movie in a minute. I feel like I want some like early nineties like chimes. 
It's time for movie in a minute. Yeah. Movie in a minute. Yeah. Time for movie. Bring in an organ. In like, whoa. There it is. Movie in a minute. We've never failed. We are 22 for 22. Uh, the rules of the game are is you have to name something in every scene Okay. Uh, from the movie in 60 seconds, no more or less. All right. Exactly 60 seconds. All right. Yeah. I'm good. Um, yeah, cool. So uh, let's see if the streak can continue. You ready? Yep. This is Zach doing Kong Skull Island, the movie in a minute. Three, two, one, go. All right. You have two pilots. They crash on a desert island. One's a U.S. pilot. One looks like he's Japanese. The U.S. guy just, like, shoots and misses all of his shots. The other guy chases him with a fucking samurai sword. He's about to kill him. He's got him on his back. Gorilla shows up. All right, break. Now we're in the Vietnam War era. It's not World War II anymore. These people, they're kind of crazy. They're like, we got to go. We don't have 48 hours. We only have 24 hours. And they convince um, a congressman to like send them to this island, but they need a military escort. Why? They also need a tracker. Why? They brought a photographer. Why? Because plot, I guess. Um, we get to the island. Uh, there's a big storm surrounding the island. That's why no one's ever heard of it. So they get to the island, and they're flying these helicopters, and this giant gorilla just starts, like, killing everybody, and they keep flying them at him, and he just keeps killing them. And then they – so then they meet these indigenous people and uh, John C. Riley, and then they go upriver, and they kill the skullheads or whatever the fuck they're called. <laughs> and that's the end. Perfect. 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 All right, guys, see you next week. That's uh, how you do <laughs> I lost it there for a second. No, that's good. When I said skullheads skull instead of skull, skull crawlers. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Cool. So we're doing, in case you couldn't tell, Kong Skull Island, the second film in the movie vert. Monsterverse. It's going in Zach Shindig. <laughs> no, it's just a... Whiskey, do you have something you want to add? Oh, have you hurt her? She speaks. I've never heard her make she, that she's noise. Been, she's been meowing recently. You want to say anything? No, you gotta be quiet now. That you have to. She's got, she's got stage fright. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go. Um, <clears throat> the second film in the in the MonsterVerse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What's funny is that when I watched this movie, I didn't. Uh, I think you texted me about something about this. I didn't uh, really realize the connections between this and uh, Godzilla, but they're very apparent. Between so, this and Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Let's move through this because I just skipped a whole big part. Zach, who directed this uh, this film? Jordan Vogt Roberts. Okay. Uh, who wrote yeah. it? It was written by, screenplay was by, uh, well, actually, let me back up. The story is by uh, John Gattins. The screenplay was a collaborative effort. Dan Gilroy, Max Bornstein, and Derek Connolly all, mm. you know, collaborated or did their own thing, like... I let me preface this by saying I really really enjoyed this movie, but it does feel like it's sort of like patchwork, uh, and so it almost seems like there were three different visions that got patchworked together, and that makes sense because there were three different screenplay. Yeah. Max Bornstein actually also wrote Godzilla. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. He was probably the uh, the like monarch connection guy. Maybe the like, the, like <laughs> you know what I mean, line, like, if you will. Yeah. 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 Uh, music was Henry Jackman. Mm-hmm. Cinematography by Larry Fong. Larry Fong. Larry Fong's got some good stuff. Um, he does a lot of stuff. What'd you say? I didn't say anything. What'd you say? No, you'll hear it when you're editing. I just wanted to point out that he 
works with Snyder a lot. He did uh, Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, he also did uh, Watchmen. Okay. Hundred. Super Eight. I love that movie. Super Eight's a good movie. And The Predator. Okay. 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 Edited by. Who was it? Richard Pearson. All right. It was released on February twenty eighth, twenty seventeen. Um. At Leicester Square in London. So I guess it was like a... uh, a London premiere or whatever. London premiere. And then March 10th in the US. Gotcha. It released. (coughs) The budget was $185 How much did it make in the box office? Uh, It is reporting $566.7 million. It's a good haul. So it's a pretty good profit, I would say. Yeah. Um, What was the runtime? 118 minutes. Interesting. Have you ever watched? Have you ever watched a, a movie on a plane? Uh, once. I watched this movie on a plane uh, like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. They edited a lot of that stuff out. Really? It's a lot different. I, there's a lot of that. I was like, I've never seen any of this. So when you buy a movie on a plane, it's overpriced. <laughs> I didn't buy and it. It's I didn't buy it. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. it was Delta. It was like included in there, like a little okay. entertainment thing. I thought it was one of the, like, sometimes you have to buy them, and they're, like, overpriced, and it was going to infuriate me if they edited it down. Edited it It was definitely edited down. Edited it. Edited it down. Edited it down. All right, cool. So let's dive in. I love the cold open, personally. Yeah. I think it's really good. It's great. I didn't, it took me a minute, even after we met John C. Riley, like. To, like, put that together? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yes, it did. Um, I will say like this was a this was a good good little sequence. I will say that uh, I made uh, a note where I said you guys have terrible aim. Both of them. They just like they are pilots though. True, and they're probably freaking out. You know, they they, they, adrenaline. They both just survived plane crashes. Yeah, I mean, think about this. After I kill that man, what the hell is next? Yeah. Frankly, if I can be honest with you, if I was one of them, Mm -hmm. I would probably have done what they ended up doing. Much faster and been like, look, yeah. we're just stranded on an island. I don't want to kill you. Yeah, like, but I don't want to. Tensions were high. They had bombed Pearl Harbor, it. and you know. I get it. I'm. I understand the moment. Probably didn't the same thing, but it's very easy to, for me to say that as somebody who's never been to war and right. This is watching a movie. Um, the thing that stuck out to me at this point though was, I made my I cringed like physically. It was like Ugh, when he grabbed the. The knife. Yeah. I was like, gross. Yeah. Uh, but then Kong shows up. And, in, in, uh, and roars. Kong looks great. I think he looks good. He does. He's a lot, he's a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. You haven't seen Godzilla vs. Kong yet, have you? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, I mean, he's gonna... pretty big in I mean, this he's big. movie, he's though. He's big. We actually do get some dialogue um, about uh, how he's still growing in this film, so... Um, yeah, so I have a quick question. Sorry, yes, I didn't mean to interrupt you. We can do whatever you want, man. You want to talk about something else? We can. Yeah, so I really wanted to talk about my stock portfolio. Yeah. How's it I'm, going? I'm not sure if I should be going for options or if <laughs> I should just be buying straight stocks, like at face value. Hold on. Addy so. and Whiskey are having a standoff. Oh, okay. Go, Whiskey. Who's going to win? She's fine. Leave her alone, Addy. All right, we're good. What's your question? My question is... This movie is set in 1973. Yes. King Kong looks like a man, like a a, a, a grown gorilla. Mm-hmm. Is he just a teenager? Like, Because my, my question is, <clears throat> Godzilla, which I assume comes before 
Godzilla King of the Monsters yes. and before uh, Godzilla versus King Kong yes. is in like 2014. Yes, and then 2019. And, and then 2019. Yes. Is, is the timeline 2019 and 2021? I think so. Right, okay. Godzilla vs. Kong might be 2020 just because so it was delayed last year. That means that Kong, there has there it's been like 50 years, mm-hmm. close close to 50 years between this movie and that movie. Mm-hmm. Is he like an old man? In <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question as far as like they never explain his like his growth rate or right. like his lifespan. Um but it's they made it sound like for thousands of years he's protected. Well, not him. Well, no, I know, but his parents. Then it, I'm trying to remember. There was like he, a long line of Kongs. Yeah, but I'm trying to, to to remember if if they said like when the other ones died. They're like, and then you know what I mean? Because that mm-hmm. would give us an idea of how old he is. He doesn't move like an old man in the new movie. Okay. Um, I don't know. I would expect that he's in his prime in the new one. Yeah. He's huge. They upsize him a lot. Okay, interesting. Um, but yeah, so... So we'll, we'll assume this is like Teenager Kong. Yeah, maybe. Teenage Kong. Um, so just because I'm exhausted and I don't... I want to just get through this. Well, that sounds bad. Um, I don't feel like having to like stay on track. What are the things in this film that, that, that work for you? The things that work for me, mm-hmm. this movie works for me. Like overall, like what? What do you think? This movie works for me visually. Yeah. Uh, everything, like the CGI looks great. Yeah, it's a beautiful movie. All the sequences look great. Even if I didn't really understand the physics of how that tree came through the helicopter, uh, it looked awesome. Yeah. All the explosions <clears throat> and the, I don't know, it, it was a visually, very appealing visually. Yeah. The filter they used when they were in like the, the, Skull crawler zone with the like yellow yeah. fog or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so visually mm-hmm. wonderful. The soundtrack, I I always enjoy a good like <clears throat> early 70s CCR based soundtrack, but it did feel extremely. It's just been done many yeah. many times. The and, whole seventies war aesthetic with CCR. Is and frankly, done. it's been done better. Like, yeah, <laughs> I hate to say that. Like, I don't, I don't want it to take anything away from the movie, but it almost felt like they were trying to piggyback off of something rather than like create their own like film. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know, like this reminded me, in a weird way, of Joker, in the sense that it takes <clears throat> an already revered film. Mm-hmm. And puts a pop culture spin on it. So Joker, so I Joker challenge that. Well, hold on, just hear me. Let me hear me out, and I can, I, I will hear you. I, I can be wrong. Joker takes Taxi Driver and King of Comedy, right? Scorsese movies, mm-hmm. and makes a Joker. Puts just makes De Niro's character Joker, right? Essentially, this movie. In a set, okay. Well, I'm not. I'm saying it out loud. I kind of. I, I, I think I know where you're going with this. Visually, well, why don't you make my argument for me? Then? Okay, so uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. What I was trying to say, I think maybe leans more towards the visuals and okay. like the aesthetic of the movie. Right, is like there's so many and they're beautiful shots. There's so many sunrise, like sunset shots or like silhouette shots. Sure, the helicopters and it's very apocalypse now. Right, the 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 visuals and the aesthetic with the music is very Forrest Gump when he's in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Which Forrest Gump is also pulling from like Apocalypse Now. And True. Stuff yes. Exactly. For those parts of that movie. Yes, exactly. Because, you know, Forrest so, Gump is like the. Uh, it just pulls so much from so many yeah. different parts of history. Yeah. And puts it in, in its. It's that is done well. Yes. Because it has a cohesive vision and like a direction. Yeah. And I don't know. They did some really cool stuff with editing. I'm getting off. No, it's here. fine. But <laughs> I, I think what. Like, I think I made a point to you earlier where I was like, that sunrise shot, the Apocalypse Now shot. Would have been it was amazing when, when they first meet Kong, when they're flying in and he's just standing there. It's like hell yeah, yeah. We don't need it five more times because we, we I feel like we got that shot a lot. We got that shot or a variation of that shot a lot. It's done a lot and it looks great. And the music, you know, like I was telling Zach earlier, I, I love the soundtrack because of the songs. It's a great soundtrack. Me too. But but you can tell they played. Not only did they play. Uh, Bad Moon Rising, which I think was what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, they also played uh, uh, Run Through the Jungle. Yeah, it was back to back too. I think it might have been. Yeah, and it's like you could tell that they wanted to play Fortunate Son. Fortunate Son, but they were like, no, that'd be too on the nose. That'd be too on the nose. But the what I was gonna say was is that I was enjoying the soundtrack, Mm -hmm. and then I think you had texted me saying this is a little on the nose, and then literally like right after you said that, they played for. Bad Moon Rising, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I see, I I get that now." Because it's, it was like it was sort of a barrage mm-hmm. of like classic rock song, classic rock song, classic rock song, and it's just like, okay, but not just that it. songs that I know you haven't seen Apocalypse Now. I actually haven't. No. Um, <clears throat> but have you played Black Ops, like the first Black Ops game? I never played the story. I only played online. <laughs> I never played the campaign. Anyways, of any I'm not a, I'm not a COD person anymore but i was back then yeah, yeah and that game did that pulled a lot of stuff from like apocalypse now and that because it was largely centered around the, the war in vietnam mm-hmm. and so there were these these scenes where you're flying on helicopters and there's all these helicopters and fortunate sons playing and yeah. stuff like that so i was going to use that as a, as a entry point to but my point being not just classic rock songs from that era but like songs that have been used yeah in these types of Similar movies types of situations. in the past. Yeah. Overall, I mean, I think the aesthetic's done well. Like, I think, I mean, everything looks good, looks accurate. We're not, we're, we're on the island most of the time. I think Yeah. it opens up in Washington. I think it's really funny. We have, it's John Goodman, right? I think is, that's his name. The I, actor? I, I always forget his name. Genuinely, I always forget his yeah, name. Yeah, it's, it's John Goodman. I, th- uh, I thought you meant like in the movie. No, I'm like, uh, I genuinely like that guy. I can see his face and name. Yeah, it's John Goodman. He's in Big Lebowski. He's in, yep. you know, Cloverfield, whatever, Cloverfield Lane. But I can never remember his name. Okay, so John Goodman. Um, I love the opening line where he's like, there'll never be a more screwed up time in Washington. That was pretty, mm-hmm. very, very meta. Um, it was pretty meta. Can I ask you a question? Yes, you can just ask real me quick. A question. I know ask me anything. we were we were talking about like the good stuff, and I'm getting into the critique pretty early no, that was here. Fine. I, like in. I said, I want to tell everyone I did enjoy watching this movie, but I feel like it had a lot of potential, and I feel like that potential was wasted in a sense. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about it because yeah. we have a podcast, and that's what we do. If you could tell me who the outside of Kong, who the main character in this movie is, who is it? Who's the protagonist? Oh, I think it's got to end up being, I don't know their names in the movie, but it's got to be uh, Tom Hiddleston. Okay. Loki. Okay. Whatever his name is. What's his name in the movie? Uh, James Conrad. Conrad. Yeah, I mean. By he's, the end of it. He's him, the top build person. Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson are kind of positioned as the two good guys, if you will. Did you think that at the beginning? 
No. Did you think that before no. John Goodman died? By the time he died, my opinion had shifted. But by the let's say up to when they get attacked by Kong the first time, you think John Goodman is like the pioneer of this thing. Okay. And then you realize that he knew Kong like was here and stuff, and he was okay. He, he was hiding stuff. Then you're like, okay, he's kind of shady. It, it for me, like, I found myself at multiple points wondering who the protagonist was. Like, but also it, at the end, you know, it's it's Kong. But the, the little epilogue is John C. Riley's character, right? He's he's got more heart in this story than anybody else, right? Absolutely. And he's only in it for the last third, right? So again, yeah. At multiple points of this movie, I, I find myself wondering who who is the protagonist. Because as much as this is Kong Skull Island, historically, these movies haven't had a lot of screen time for the monsters themselves. Yeah, and just like Godzilla last week. Just like Godzilla. And this movie follows the trend. It has a little bit higher screen time. Yeah. But across what uh, 118 minutes of runtime. Have you Googled this? Uh, yeah, I did. Nice. I think... Kong has like 14 minutes of screen time. Really? So it's like a little, a smidge more than 10%. Screen time. Wow, hold on. Keep talking. I'm going to Google something. So, well, I, I was hoping you would react to that. No, no, that's, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to see something real fast. Yeah. Godzilla's screen time in 2014 is 10 minutes and 27 seconds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kong screen time. Skull Island. Fourteen minutes. I was I was on. Yep. Wow. Hold on a second. This is interesting. So we haven't done this. We're, we're going to do this film next week. But Godzilla: mm -hmm. King of the Monsters. Godzilla only has twelve minutes of screen time. Yeah. I got to Google one more thing. Sorry. And then. Uh, Keep going. Uh, Across both Godzilla and Godzilla King of the Monsters, he's only on screen for 22 minutes. I guess we could have done that math easily because yeah. you said 10 and then 12. But, um, yeah. I want to check one more thing. Sorry. Sure. Go sorry, for sorry, it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We can edit this part down. Get rid of some food. Okay, so, wow. So, I don't want to say this one because this is about Godzilla versus Kong and I don't want to ruin anything for you, so never mind. Okay. But I'm 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 assuming the number is kind of low. Well, it's just interesting, but it plays into a, something that I wanted to say earlier, and I won't until we do that movie. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um. But my point being, yeah, yeah. As much as like as much as this movie is called Kong, it's not as about Kong as much as it is about like people coming into contact with him and then trying to survive. Just, just like Godzilla. This shit. It's, <laughs> you know? it's about like man's role in nature. Right. Right. But it. While Godzilla had two main characters, mm -hmm. three if you count Brian Cranston, but mainly it's mainly it's Aaron Taylor Johnson and then Elizabeth Olsen. In in this movie, it's There's not a lot. It's not clear. It really isn't because because Tom Hiddleston, the protagonist, doesn't even come in until like twenty five, thirty minutes in. Yeah, right. And no, he, and he's brought in as like a a, a supporting guy. character. Yeah, he's a side guy. Right, and then he be. By the end, it's 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 clear that him and Brie Larson, but Brie Larson is also like this ancillary, is that a word? Mm -hmm. Like on the sidelines, so. character, yeah. right? She's a photographer who's going there to document and make sure that the military people don't do bad stuff. I yeah. think that's part of her role, and, and they do anyways. Anyways, yeah. it's unclear. I mean, Sam Jackson is the one that probably gets the most screen time, honestly. 
Probably. That's Pro- interesting. Probably. Anyways, that's just something that, that I found interesting. Yeah. It was like, who is the protagonist? Uh, John C. Riley, you are correct. He does have the most heart in this movie. I loved his character. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm letting my dog in. Addy, come here. Hi, Precious. You want to come up? Come on. Um, I think what's interesting is that just the sheer number of massive names in this movie, mm-hmm. that it is kind of tough to be like, okay, well, who's the main one? Right. So but Tom Hiddleston was the top build. Like, when the credits roll at the end, Tom Hiddleston's name comes up first. I would say he's, in my opinion, he probably, he at least evolves into the protagonist. Yeah. Um, He kind of pioneers when the group splits and... Sam Jackson's like, I'm going to kill Kong. He's like, can't do, you know, he kind of heads up that group, if you will. Right. Um, but I will say, as far as like, I think, you know, the plot is a little, it gets a little money. Just sort of, just, I don't know, there's a lot of like, kind of walking in circles, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, it's written really well. It, it balances humor pretty well. It has a lot of good moments. I think the dialogue is, is good. Yeah. There are some plot things that I would argue is, is not good writing. Yeah, like what? Well, um, let's say you're in the military. I know we haven't been in the military, but let's say that you've been drafted and you're a helicopter pilot. And let's say you go to this island uh, expedition thing and you see like two of your friend's helicopters get batted out of the sky by a, a gorilla. Would you fly directly at that gorilla? Yeah, that's some stuff that I... Would you? I would, no. I would, I understand. What I would fly that. away. Um, there's like nine helicopters after the initial like thing yeah. that they all are like, oh, let's get him, and they just fly yeah. straight towards him. See, so I get that, and that's the thing, and it's established very early on that Sam Jackson's character, he's a mission man, right? In the sense where he's like, he doesn't know what to do if he's not on a mission. Sure, right? but it's not so, just him. No, I know, I know, and his his troop is very much they're almost like blind loyalists to the very end. Uh, Many of them, yeah. Where one of them kind of turns on him, um, and I and I like them. Like I do like the 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 soldiers. I think I forget their names, but um, crap! I need to get their names real fast. Uh, you got Jason Mitchell, uh, Cole. No, 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 no. Glenn Mills. Jason Mitchell plays Glenn Mills. Earl Cole. Cole. So Cole is the Mills. poor guy. That had the grenades at the and end. And then got whacked with his tail. Yeah, that was so another thing that... <sighs> Cole and Mills, to me, were the best. Like, they had really good banter. Mm-hmm. Um, Slivko. Slivko's the one who finally turns yeah. on him. But, yeah, there's some stuff where it's like, they're just being stupid at this point. You know what I mean? Well, so, let me... From a writing standpoint, if... I think when you're when you're writing a movie, so at the end of his career, Alfred Hitchcock would give writers, like in, in, in like the people that were doing his screenplays, he would give them set pieces and say, "Okay, this is where I want to end up. Get me there." Mm-hmm. And that's how his films were written, right? So if you knew that you were going to have two small groups traveling through the jungle on different missions, one's trying to get off the island and one's trying to kill the gorilla, mm-hmm. why would you? Why would the would the logical way to get there be to have like a shit ton of people and to kill 95% of them? Or would it be to have like a small expedition coming to the island and then their helicopters crash and maybe a couple of them die? Yeah. Like it just doesn't make sense to me why there were so many. 
Yeah, that's helicopters, true. and and, the, then the, and then they all fly straight towards the gorilla. <clears throat> Think yeah, about it. It's definitely odd. Where it's like, it, it was like ten helicopters yeah, with the people. I mean, you make a good point. Where it's like they don't stand a chance. Right. Like they got wrecked. Absolutely. Like a lot. And the tr- the point would have been driven home if that first helicopter had been like tree through it and then another helicopter had been swatted down and then the third helicopter had been swatted down and those two helicopters that didn't get fucking demolished were like, just went to different parts well, of the also, island. Hold right? on a second. Yes. Right? But also, <laughs> all of our main characters survive very bad helicopter crashes. All of them. Like, I, I, I did notice that where I was like, they, they all should be dead. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where it's like John Goodman went went down in a plane in, in a helicopter crash. Um, I mean, all of them go down in, right. in a crash. So um, I, I appreciated the action. It was a beautiful scene. Yeah, like it's like oh shit, he's not playing around. Yeah, right. That is well established. But from a writing perspective, I'm just wondering why is that the path you took? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean it's almost more. I don't know. I mean, maybe just to show the sheer strength. But it's helicopters. We know that he can destroy helicopters. That's not anything new. Right. You know? I don't know. It's really odd. It's odd to me, now that I think about it, it's odd. Like, the whole skull crawlers is one thing, too, where it's like, I don't want to say make Kong the villain, but it almost would have been better to me if, like... I think it's... Me, personally, I think yeah. it's fine that he's, like, the protector of the island. Yes, no, that's fine. But I'm saying, like, I think it's interesting. The interesting part to me was, like, the conflict b- between the groups where, like, they're trying to kill Kong and one trying to, to save Kong. Right. You know what I mean? Isn't that isn't that pulled from old King Kong movies, though? Like, you've got King Kong comes I to New York. So. And he's on top of the one, Empire yeah. State Building, from right? The, like, the 50s or And the military is trying to kill him, but the girl's like, no. Yeah. Don't Which kill him. Sh- does Brie Larson sort of become that character for him? Kind of. At the end, it's at least at least like a little bit of tribute to her because kind like of. he grabs her and holds her and stuff. Right. But it's like then it becomes like then it's like they're trying to help Kong fight the big skull crawler, and that's a cool scene. But it like in reality, think in reality. You would GTF. You would you would get out, dude. You would get <laughs> out. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you just would. Um, yeah. For I don't sure. know. It's interesting. Which I can get past that. Like, yeah. For the yeah. for the sake of plot, them helping him at the end, that's that's fine. I just think the interesting conflict is between Sam Jackson's character and the other group. Yeah. In the idea of what is man's role on this island. Right. Um, to him, his role is to kill all the things so that the people back home never even know that they exist. Yeah. Right. Which he even says, he says, people like, they shouldn't even know that these things exist. Mm-hmm. And frankly, let me give it some praise. The monsters in this movie are done great. Um, yeah, that's Spider. The, that was disgusting. Yeah. That was horrible. What, like, what were those things coming down? Like, it that's, had, like, like that's like horror movie stuff. Dude. Yeah. N- yeah. Not even that. Like the little weird web stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know like, what that was. But to look back and that dude's been impaled through his mouth with a spider leg. That's yeah. like nightmare stuff. Looks like bamboo, but it is a spider that leg. That is horror stuff. Yeah. Like that stuff's done good. And that's the thing is like this movie's trying to juggle like introducing a lot of characters and also this island and right. these other creatures. There's a lot of cards in this deck. Yeah. And they're have, trying to play all of them. We have the big giant uh like mm, cow looking thing. Not cow. I don't know what it is. 
Moose. It's not a moose. It has kind of a cow face. The ox? Oh my God, it's an ox. <laughs> Ca- cow moose. <laughs> the weird. ox. The giant ox. The weird cow moose. Because, like, to me, man, like, maybe it's because we've, de- we've been desensitized to, like, violence. Maybe and stuff. a yak. It's, but it's either an ox yak. or a yak. But I'm saying, like, the scene where we see the, the ox trapped by the helicopter. And Bree, and again, like, oh gosh, <laughs> I, I applaud your effort, but Brie Larson is not going to pick up a helicopter. No, she's not. But it meant, it was interesting to me to see. When Kong comes in and saves the day. To see Kong do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, Kong definitely, it's clear throughout the movie, this is the one thing that I feel is consistent, except for the very end, and we'll get yeah. there. But uh, one thing I feel is is, is extremely consistent. Hold on a second. You want to go outside, Eddie? Go, baby. I apologize. That's okay. <laughs> the one thing I feel is, is is extremely consistent throughout the movie is that he is able to identify what is a threat and what is not. Yes. You know, those helicopters are dropping bombs, and he knows that that's going to wake up the skull crawlers. So he's like, "Yes, I'm Which swatting you out of the air." He sees her trying to help this ox. And he's like, I'm going to let you live, you know? Yeah, see, that's the thing is we're like, I think that's the interesting question to me is the, what is man's role? Right. Um, one second. I, I'm, I'm trying to draw a line. It's a bit of a stretch, but we'll see. Draw um, Like what you just said where he's able to discern this is danger, this is not. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that's more interesting because we find out later where John T. Riley's character says, you don't just come in dropping bombs on somebody's house. Right. You know Unless you're saying? looking for a fight. Unless you're looking for a fight. Um, I think if we would have left it at that question of like, this movie's more about man's role in nature um, mm-hmm. than it is more <coughs> about two monsters fighting. Right. Um, that reminds me of Wonder Woman, where I said I would have liked it. I don't know if I liked it better. I mean, it could have been more forever. I think the it would have been interesting if when she kills Ludendorff, there is no Ares. Remember that? How I had that, that whole idea where I was like, Yeah. We're like, it's just what is man's role? I find those right, things interesting. Right, right. So yeah, I would yeah, have yeah. liked that to be explored more. Instead of it sort of devolving. Missed opportunity. And and yeah. In, instead weird of, mustache yeah, villain. <laughs> instead of it devolving like a lot of these movies do into just this like third act free-for-all fight, mm-hmm. you know? Which this one has the third act free-for-all fight. Yes. It does. I mean, it's well done. I mean, it's a good fight. <clears throat> and he has his, you know, Godzilla doing the atomic breath on the right. Mudo's throat moment where he rips the guts out of the skull crawler. Right. But also, th- this is random, but when we talk about, we haven't talked about any of these Easter eggs, but Monarch is in it, yada, yada, yada. It's not really an Easter egg. It's pretty, like, no, I know, in your face. One thing that I, I did notice a line is, they say, our job this far has been to we track massive unidentified terrestrial organisms. And I was Mutos. Like, oh, cool. M- Mutos. That's, mm-hmm. I didn't know that's what I tried, but Anyway, I feel like you were about to say something. What is your comment? I was just going to say that throughout the movie, he's able to identify threats. I even think when he sees Chapman, or when, when Chapman's in the river and Kong's like nursing his wounds and he eats he like sees the... Him. He's got to see, yeah. see him, right? Yeah. And it's like he understands this guy's not a threat. Like it's just one little guy. And and I already took out his big bomb dropping machine. You know yeah. what I mean? So like yeah. but then at the end, when they're being rescued, he knows that helicopters are a threat. He's seen it. They're dropping bombs and stuff. He just took out like nine helicopters, 
three days ago, right? Yeah. He's standing there. They're getting picked up, and there's helicopters coming. I thought there was going to be another conflict. I thought there was going to be another Did you scene. Say conflict? No, but I, th- I, I like that. Yeah, I thought you said another <laughs> conflict, and I was like, "Well done." I I thought there was going to be another conflict. <laughs> Whiskey's back. Come on, Whiskey. You know what I mean? Like I thought there yeah. was going to be another another scene that was like they're wearing plot armor. <laughs> I know, but you know I, I mean? thought that like, was going to be the device of like why th- they would come back. Yeah, well, because, you know what I mean. Oh, I can't say anything about the new one. Okay, yes. Um, yeah, no, that's true. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just like with any of these movies, you know what I'm saying? Like where with Godzilla at the end where he wakes up in San Francisco and people are like, he's the savior of our city. Yes. He <laughs> killed the Mutos, but he also helped destroy San Francisco. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the thing about like man of steel and stuff and the BBS movies mm-hmm. where like people complained about Superman leveling a city and at least that film was like, yeah, he did. What happens when when that happens? You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, mind you, in this part, in this instance, man came to his home. Sure. So, but I think it's interesting, you know, like, I like the history of Kong. I, I think, to your point, it would have been more interesting to find, to have a smaller group of people on the island who find the locals, the indigenous people. I just thought it was an interesting choice for, like, 80 people to just die within the matter of, like, yeah. 30 seconds, you know? I mean, maybe it was supposed to drive home the... I don't know. Am I being too critical of a monster movie? No, it's just Possibly. odd. Possibly. You know, it's just odd. Should I, I just take a, a, a back seat here and have fun? Yeah, and that's what I ended up doing. I had fun watching this yeah, movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know? totally. I just think it's... when you When you think about it, it is odd, like... Like, even the one dude who's like, I'm not getting on this helicopter. And then he gets on the helicopter. He gets, like, pulled apart by birds. Remember right. that? Or he gets, like, his arm ripped off. He gets... But it's like, like I was talking about earlier, having set pieces and then writing a story to get you from point A to point B to point C, right? Yep. That's one thing. This feels like a bunch of set pieces, and then they just, like, sort of smash them together yeah. without much writing in between. It's yeah. like, oh, we want a scene with... Uh, a bunch of helicopters getting absolutely Wrecked. demolished by Kong. We want a Kong destroying helicopter scene. Yeah. Right after that, we want two small groups of people. Yeah. Fill in the dots. You're going to be killing like 90 people. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I was, it's just interesting. You know, like, I think we it's want all a studio. None of this is done bad. Studio mandated U.S. soldier versus Japanese soldier intro. Which yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah, <laughs> like none of this stuff is done bad. It just some parts do. I never felt. I didn't. When you're in the trees, this movie is is really fun. Yeah. Throughout, like I said, it it looks good. It looks great. Yeah. I know I interrupted you. No, it's when fine. you take a step back, when you take the Kong view and look at the forest, you kind of think, well, "Ooh, what's wrong with that tree? Well, well that tree doesn't." Like there's a redwood right there, and that's a yeah. ficus. Here's here's the best. Here's the best. And there's a pine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like here's the best way that I can uh, explain this. I wasn't really emotionally invested in anybody. Nobody except <laughs> except prob- John C. Riley. Probably Kong and John C. Riley. When when and we don't even know John C. Riley's name, man. What, what is his name? I know his friend's Hank, name. Hank Gung, Marlowe. Gung Gung P. Whatever. Gung P. Is it like is Jin? Is like G E N P U I? I thought that's not his name. That was the other no, guy's name. No, the the Japanese guy. Oh, okay. Gen okay. P or whatever. When Hank 
goes home at the end. Oh, dude, it's great. Yeah, that was awesome. And he's eating his hot dog and drinking his beer. Mm-hmm. But like, even when he was like showing them like the gray fox, or whatever this little boat was called, and they were like, you could tell he had a history. He had so much pride with that. He was yeah. like, oh, she'll she'll run, you know, and uh, and he was like, me and my, my my friend spent six years of our life building this thing. Yeah. So like, I. I feel you. you. Do you feel me on this yeah. stuff? Now, let me throw another thing in here. Hey, man, go for it. That was <laughs> fine. It's fine. Like, I, keep in mind that I... I apologize to you guys if you guys wanted to hear us go through like chronologically, but I think it's tiring. <laughs> let me throw another thing throw in there. Throw it in, throw it in. And tell me if I'm wrong about this. Like, okay. honestly, do. This movie... And then I have something. ...feels like a world-building movie. It doesn't... So we were talking... Yes. We were talking... Yeah. During the the long Marvel series that we did, I don't remember which movie we were talking about, but we were talking about a good movie. You mean can, DC? Yeah, DC. Sorry, yeah, I to say we haven't done Marvel. The Listen, best. it's <laughs> that's like a full that's like a full years that's like a half a year's worth of movies right there. Oh goodness. Anyway, but yeah, DC films. The DC films. I don't remember which film we were talking about, but we had a discussion, and we said that a good film can stand on its own. It doesn't need to rely on other films to be great, right? It was probably Batman v Superman. Maybe. Because what came to mind was the super shoehorn Justice League cameos. Right. Where Lex Luthor already had like their logos and stuff made. Yeah. And it's just like, this is not needed for this movie. Right. And yeah, so this movie, does it stand on its own? Like, if Godzilla hadn't come out, would all the Monarch stuff... I guess people that know about Monarch would be like, oh my god, Monarch... You know? I, yeah, I don't know about um, that. But this movie just feels so... It feels like a mismatch of, like, Apocalypse Now, like, like glorified scenes, right? Mm-hmm. And then just, like, plot building for the next big conflict, you know? Like, yeah. th- it doesn't feel like there's, there's like, a huge stake with these skull crawlers because it's not like they're coming for America or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not leaving the island. Well, also, one thing that I want to point out is, like... You get all this lore from the indigenous people, but they literally don't have a single line... Yeah, but also, I just saw my notes, like, the indigenous people, like, it's cool, but, like, they see this giant wall made of wood. Yeah. Okay? Wood. Right. Not steel, not concrete, wood. And they say, um, yeah, this is not, uh, this is not for Kong. No, I'm not trying to keep Kong out. Right. Okay, the skull crawlers can smash through wood. They can also crawl up it. Like they're, so like, they're climbing mountains and stuff. That's some things where I like looking back where it's like this is like it's a little Although on the other side of the wall is a bunch of spikes. So maybe they've true. figured it out. Um I just pulled it up on Rotten Tomatoes and I'm always curious to kind of see uh here we go. This says that it has uh a jarring lack of cohesion. I would agree with which that. Which is what, what, what you've been saying. Um, I, I, I enjoy this movie, but I would agree with yeah, that. Yeah, it says that the humans are just kind of left to stare in awe, which is the thing is that none of them do anything. Mm-hmm. The only one that has a motive of anything besides getting out there alive is is um, Sam Jackson. Yeah. And his only motive is essentially Destroy suicide. Destroy everything. And it's like... And I, I, I mean, for those of you who are listening, I feel like we've been crapping on this movie, and I, I like it fine but i will say that i didn't have a lot of i didn't have a lot invested in this like i was having a good time 
It's sort of like Mortal Kombat, where it's just like, this is fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, where I was and, like, and maybe, not... maybe that's all this needs. Yeah. You know, but I it's definitely just hard think... watching films like in the last series, like Minari, that were, where we literally cried. Right. You know what I'm saying? And this one, we're just like, all right, cool, big monkey. Now, let me let me just drive this home and say this movie doesn't need to make us cry. No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. doesn't need that doesn't. kind of impact. But it could have its own vision. Yeah. I mean, like, I felt... You know what I mean? Like in Godzilla, when he finally, when he finally killed the Muto, right. I had a reaction. I was like, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Right. We're not mm-hmm. sure... Are they trying to get off the island? Are they trying to kill Kong? Are they trying to kill the skull crawlers? Like what? Yeah, and then when Kong pulled the guts out of the skull crawler, I was just like, "That was rad." Uh, but yeah, but like, I mean, it looked cool. But when he did it, if you went a side by side comparison of my view when Godzilla killed the Muto, mm-hmm. you know, with Godzilla, I was like, "Hell yeah!" Like he had his moment. With Kong, I was like, "Yep, <laughs> all right." Like we knew that was He's coming. Dead. What's we, next? We knew that was coming. You know. Yeah. I just. But that was another thing where it's like, what's what are they trying to do? Because there was even that like one dude who was what's his name, Dave. Um, let me see where. Dave. Steve. It was Steve. Where like, where it's this guy who's obviously not a soldier, and Sam Jackson is like they're splitting up. He's like they're going to find Chapman, even though he's like I found his. Oh, that skull. guy. That guy that's been in movies. I don't know what his name yeah, is. Yeah, and then Sam Jackson's like. What about you, Steve? Are you gonna are you gonna run the big dogs and sit on the porch? And Steve's like, I want to sit on the porch. Well, I don't want to be on the porch. And I was like, Oh, he says I don't want to be on the yeah, porch. I thought like, he said I want to sit no, on the porch. No, because he he goes with the soldiers. Mm. I'm like, bro, you're not a soldier. Just like they're not go home. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, so there was also it's like, like <laughs> what is everybody trying to do? And even the couple, soldiers didn't want to go. A couple a couple ridic- like absolutely ridiculous things in my opinion. Uh, the first one is when the scientist gets picked up by the like flying things and he he won't let go of the briefcase and so they like rip his arm off and like eat him in the sky. Yeah. I thought that was ridiculous. It was. Wasn't it? It was ridiculous. And it's like Second thing. Frankly, he could have died earlier. That sounds yeah. so mean to say that about a character. What but it's role like, did he have? But he just complained. Yeah. And like did they did they think that would be satisfying to the audience? They're like, oh finally that guy's gone. And it's that like, annoying no, guy is like, dead. It's gross. <laughs> it felt like they it's wanted overkill. again. They had another a set one piece. of those sunshot, like yeah, sunset yeah, yeah, yeah. Shots. It was a sunset shot, yeah. and it was a set piece. They wanted someone getting torn apart by whatever the hell those things that were. That felt more like Jurassic so they, Park. They chose him. That's why I said this movie is like yeah. Apocalypse Now, and Jurassic Park had a baby. Yeah, I meant that when I said it. Yeah, but was number two. Number two is the like I think it's the final battle. It's one of the battles with, with a skull crawler. I don't know if it's like the first skull crawler, if it's the biggest skull crawler, but they're fighting the skull crawler. And then. The, the people or the Kong? The people. Okay. The people are. So it's probably the first one then, right? Uh, and it's That like, reminds me, I have, I have. Go on. Yes. Like John C. Riley has his like samurai sword. Oh, yes, for the same part. This is the same part. Keep going. Samurai sword. Yeah. And all these flying things just come out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like, what the hell are they doing? I did not. Where did they come from? And, and, and uh, uh, Tom Hiddleston puts on the gas mask and he just starts like. I did like that part. I did not like that part. Because it's ridiculous. <laughs> I was watching that, and I was like, this is a bit much. Like, where it right? goes, like, slow-mo. First off, uh, where's the gas come from? Somebody drops a gas canister for some reason. Yeah. Let me just, let me, let's walk through this real fast, okay? And then we can start wrapping up, because we're already at an hour. But So, first off, if you're John C. Riley, don't give away your weapon. <laughs> Yeah. 
because he's like he's quick. He actually wounds the Skullcrawler. Like you know he right. he's crazy, but he's badass. You know what I'm saying? He's a crazy badass. And he's just like sword, and he throws him a sword, and it goes into you know I don't like slow mo. <laughs> <laughs> goes into slumber where he puts on this gas mask, which interestingly enough, they show us the POV of the gas mask. That was the big error. You can't see shit. You can't see you shit. You can't see anything. You so cannot see he's, anything. He's perfectly cutting these guys in half like he's playing Fruit Ninja yeah. in his free time. But then they sh- you, sh- you see his POV. And you cannot and see fucking blind. damn thing. You're absolutely blind. But we go to this shot that's super hyper-colored, which is interesting in a film that's been very diluted in a way. Mm-hmm. We have, because Hiddleston's wearing like a purplish gray shirt, right? Sure, yeah. And a green mask with a silver sword. And They've he, definitely brightened the color palette. And he looks brighter because he's in like a bright green smoke. Right. Against f- purple flying creatures. With like, with like yellow that have neon like faces. Neon green faces and blood. Yeah. And so he does, and it goes on way too long, dude. Yeah. Like, I'd rather see him do a couple. I'd be like, shoom, shoom, shoom. But so, it's like 30 seconds of him, like, perfect slice. Let me ask Backward you. Backward slice. And yeah. it's like, bro, we know. Yeah, yeah, Hold on yeah. a second. Then, sorry. <laughs> then he runs into the gas to find, what's the kid's name? It's, it's the start of the nest. But yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the soldiers. Uh, it's Sliv, uh, Slivko. Slivko. Yeah. Who is laying where the gas came out, I think. With no mask. With no mask. And when Hiddleston gets there, he takes the mask off. Yeah. And walks out with him. And it's like, why'd you wear the mask in the first place? Right. So, yeah, sorry. But that part, I was like, that's that's a bit much. So, does that scene, and this is what I'm talking about with, like, the patchwork. It felt like there were different directions. Does that scene fit the Apocalypse Now, like, aesthetic? Like, aesthetic. I don't think so. Does it? Does it fit... Uh, the Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson, like, romance stuff. I don't even think that they have a romance, so there's, like, one little bit where it's, like, he, like, holds her head, and it's, like, that's kind of weird. Okay. I didn't get a romance from that. All right. Does it fit the scene where she's trying to lift the helicopter? No. <laughs> They're all different, right? Yeah. I don't know. Well, and then there's a scene where, like, she's having fun with the indigenous people, and it's, like, this weird, it's kind of, I'm all for like a crazy hack and slash. Like you said, you didn't like that scene. I actually liked it because well, I'm like, <laughs> this was this was the point in the movie where I was like, in it. Oh, this is another Aquaman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, I just see, need to let go. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing fun. with me. Aquaman, I feel like was very self aware that it was ridiculous. Yeah, this movie wasn't as... This movie, I felt like, was a little self-serious. self-aware? It, no. it felt like it, it was trying to be serious and... I'm not mad at that scene. If that scene was in Aquaman... It would fit. I wouldn't bat an eye. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's just, it came out... It felt like it came out of nowhere. Okay. Like, not just... Like, the gas, the gas mask, the coloring was bright. How is he so good with the sword? Right. These like, these things He's are, like a tracker, right? These things are so fast that they pick somebody up and tore, tore them to pieces, but he's fast enough to kill like all tw- of them. 12 of them or something. That come his way yeah. in a mass that you can't see out of. Yeah. So it is just, it's <laughs> like, it's a lot of, that that part like was just like, this was a, a bit much. You know what would have been funny to me is if 
and this was if I was like a director, this is this is the kind of shit that I would do. It would have been the same thing, like sword, and he puts the gas mask on. You see his point of view, right? <laughs> you see him slashing, right? And then he goes outside and he's missing all of them. <laughs> yeah, just, just like completely just whipping. Missing. See, that'd be funny, right? But see, there's some shots, and this is a complaint that I actually have with Snyder stuff. Is that yeah. there's some shots where it's like this was purely visual. Yeah, it's purely aesthetic. And like I said, it, visually this movie's spot yeah, on. Like that's I not think. an insult as long as it serves a story. But it, I, I don't think it does. This part, I don't. I think I, I could go without this. You know what I mean? Like I personally, um, I don't know. So overall, uh, though, like <clears throat> everything looks great. Kong looks great. I like Kong. I like the character of Kong. I like, just like I like Godzilla. Like I like how he's portrayed. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Now I know that a lot of people like my my Kong stands out there. You might still be here, but you might have also like rage quit and turned this off. <laughs> I do want to say that we're being more critical of this movie by far than we have of the previous movies, and I think that's because I didn't know what to expect when watching this. Well, I was I was watching it with a more critical eye. Yeah. Like obviously, all of the Mortal Kombat movies that we have reviewed have been more ridiculous and less cohesive. Yes. Than, than this film was, but I saw potential in this film to like stand on its own and have like a really cool message mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other. Whereas those are literally like video game movies, right? Yeah. And and so I I am being <laughs> I am being more critical. Well, no, it's like here's the thing. This is just like with what I said about um, uh, Aquaman. Mm-hmm. If a movie knows what it is. You're bound to get a better reaction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I um you know Jamie Norrid, right? Yeah. Uh Miss Norrid, shout out. She was my teacher in middle school. Um, my mom is a teacher, so she's a family friend. It's not like I I still know, you know, and that sounds weird, but it would be fine if you had a teacher that you really connected with and like stayed in contact with. That's true. I just want to clarify that. That is true. Um But this is a family friend. But she's a family friend, like we've She's gotten forward with us and stuff. She's my my movie buddy. Sometimes we see things very differently in a lot of ways. But she actually texted me this morning and she said, "Do I need to see anything before I go see the new Mortal Kombat?" And I was like, "No, but know what you're getting into." Mm-hmm. And also, if you have time to watch one from the '90s, please do it because they're amazing. <laughs> but it's my same argument with, with with why I enjoyed Aquaman, right? Because I know what it is. It's why I liked Mortal Kombat because I know what it is. When a movie also knows what it is and plays into that, I, in my opinion, it benefits. Sure. Aquaman's cheesy as hell. Yeah. But it knows it is. A movie like this that, that or kind of a Joker, I loved Joaquin's portrayal, the movie I have some problems with because it takes itself so seriously. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Where it's like, and you can take yourself seriously. Like, I like the DC dark takes and stuff, but when a film or a filmmaker is like, it's just like Greta Van Fleet, the band. Sorry, I'm getting off a tangent here. Go. If, Be if, free. I mean, for those of you who don't know who Greta Van Fleet is, they're a great band. They're an amazing band. Extremely talented kids. I say kids because they're like 22 or 23. But they sound like Led Zeppelin. Those whippersnappers. They sound like Led Zeppelin. Clone. Okay? That's not a good thing or a bad thing. But when the band starts saying stuff like, we were inspired by John Denver, it's like, you're just going to piss us off. You know what I'm did, saying? Did like, they, did they say that? I think the, the 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 singer said like him and like Aerosmith are their biggest influences, and it's like, just own it. Yeah. Just own up to it. Be like, no, like we 
we like this stuff. We were trying to create our version of it. We were a Led Zeppelin cover band, and then we <laughs> thought, what if we had our own lyrics? And I don't want to make that sound bad. I really do actually enjoy their music, just like I enjoyed Aquaman, knowing like this is a ridiculous movie. But this well, movie, I enjoy this movie. Yeah, you know, like I did too. Uh, but just like with Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and just like with some things in like the Marvel stuff and in Star Wars, and it's just like you had a chance to tackle a bigger question or a bigger theme, and you didn't. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I and I I, I wholeheartedly agree yeah. with that. But from the point of view of like I was saying, this feels like it's just a world building movie. Mm-hmm. So all of the Marvel films leading up to Infinity War, right? Those were world-building movies because they were eventually leading up to something. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a single Marvel movie that doesn't feel like it stands on its own, that has like a cohesive protagonist, antagonist, a conflict, yeah. uh, uh, some sort of moral that like the villain's like, oh, well, we need to just wipe out half the population. I'm Ultron, rar, you know? Like, you know That's what I mean? the issue with Batman v Superman. Right. Where it's like, what are the motives here? Yeah. Is, like, who's is, a good guy? Who's it, a bad guy? What's Luther is this doing? movie just like? Don't let crazy people get rich. Is that the moral? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and what's it's going just on? Like, here? oh, by the way, here's a bunch of stuff that's yeah. going to get put in. Right. And you know, this movie, it's not in your face with world build- building, but kind of. It just feels like when when I watch. Godzilla versus Kong. I'm not just gonna say, "Oh, I'm glad I watched Kong Skull Island." I'm gonna say, "Like, oh, I needed to have watched that. Otherwise, like, I wouldn't be invested in Kong at all, or this, that, or the other." You know it what I mean? It was definitely like, very different watching because I technically saw this one before I saw Godzilla versus Kong, but it had been years, so it was interesting watching this one after watching Godzilla versus Kong. Mm-hmm. Godzilla versus Kong. Well, we'll get there. Um, but yeah. You can talk about it a little bit as long as there's no spoiler. Well, there's just there's things that are like one line things in okay. this movie that become massive plot points in that movie. See, and that's fine. But this movie, I but just, it's barely I, even mentioned in this movie. I, I wasn't, I wasn't really, um, I wasn't really sold on like the the skull skull walkers, skull crawlers, skull crawlers. See, like, <laughs> I don't even know the that's villain's the thing, name. Is like I don't know if those are based in lore. Just like the Mutos were just like sort of generic right monsters right do we want to wrap this up and, and give ratings do we have anything else we want to hit on um i think i'm good i like this movie okay yeah me um, too i like godzilla better i think i think i'm i'm in a similar they're pretty mode. close yeah this one's rated 75 percent, i believe on uh Rotten tomatoes let me double check that real fast kong skull island did you ever see the, the old jack black one Yes. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, I thought when I was about to watch this film, I was like, have I seen this? Does this have Jack Black <laughs> in it? Jack Black movie? Uh, a 75% uh, certified fresh. Mm-hmm. And then it has a 69% audience score. Do you agree with that? Can you repeat that? Hold on. It's, no, it's fine. 75%. Uh, certified Fresh critic score, really? Seventy, yeah. What are you saying? I'm no, I'm just. Um, and then audience score is sixty nine percent. Let me see if I can find Godzilla. Okay. I thought that the uh, critic score would be lower than the audience score because I enjoyed this movie more than I thought it was a good movie. 
and that's like my litmus test. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if I enjoy a movie, but I'm like, yeah, but technically I don't think it like, I think it was suffering in terms of story. I, I feel like the critics are going to like pick up on that. But it seems like the critics like this more than more than the audience. And that well, is- it's the same with Godzilla. Godzilla is one percent higher than Kong. Okay, seventy six, also certified fresh, but it has a three percent lower, sixty six percent audience score. The biggest complaint that I remember from Godzilla from fans is that there's hardly any Godzilla in it. Well, which I get that. That's to be expected. Like all these films, if you go back and look at like the old Godzilla films, yeah, he doesn't have that much screen time. For those of you who don't know. The the like original Godzilla is not actually about Godzilla. Mm-hmm. It is about uh, it is a commentary on nuclear weapons mm-hmm. and nuclear power. So keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I would say that's just with both of them. That's kind of where I'm at. Godzilla's got a slight bump, but they're good. They're they're definitely seventies. What's me. interesting about that critic rating seventy five percent, right? Mm-hmm. If you scroll down on Rotten Tomatoes and look at like the top reviews, there are more rotten reviews than there are fresh reviews. Yeah. So that's uh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, I <clears throat> from an enjoyment standpoint, once I let go, this movie's rad. This yeah. movie just kicks ass. Um if you just want to like have a beer and like watch destruction yeah. and and people trying to lift helicopters when you know they can't. Uh, <laughs> this is your movie. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's, it's a fun, I mean, it's a monster movie. It's Monsterverse. What do you right. really expect? Um, but yeah, cool. So, uh, you got anything else? Well, n- n- not for this film. No. Uh, next week we will be discussing, uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yes. Which... You know, I'm excited about. I'm a I'm a Godzilla guy. Yeah, personally, this has the 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 next one. King of the Monsters has the lowest rating of the MonsterVerse. Okay, it I'm is, not gonna take that. It is rotten. I'm I'm going to try and look past that. I'm gonna try to watch this as if it just came out in theaters because yeah. I haven't seen it. I think I think actually the highest rated one is Godzilla vs Kong. You know, one of my friends' uh, little sisters is in that film. In uh, really. King of the Monsters. We'll discuss that next week. Anyway, yep. so next week we'll be discussing that. Um, and then as we'll, we'll wrap up with Godzilla vs. Kong. That is, yes, that is correct. Only two more left, and then we're doing Shrek. And then we're doing the Shrek and movies. Grant never responded to me. Grant. It's been two weeks. Disappointed, Grant. <laughs> anyway, as you were saying. how can If you want yes. to reach out to us. You can hit us up on Twitter at B-I-I-G Podcast. You can send us an email at... The same thing. B-I-I-G Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. I said at and then realized I had to say at again. And I didn't want to be confusing. <laughs> so I wanted to put a gap in there. Yeah. You know, timing... Timing. <laughs> is everything. Yes, well done. Uh, you can also find me on the Instagram at Bud is a good podcast. Uh, please say hello. Let us know if you like the podcast. If you mm-hmm. have some tips or something that you want to hear, let us know what you like, don't like, what's working, what's not working. What movies you want to see, what movies you want us to do, what movies you want us to not do. To not, I mean, you know, if you want to do a one-off, you want to do a series, um, let us know. I mean, and uh, we're we're open to any sort of constructive criticism. Uh, you love us, you hate us, either one's fine. If you want us to spend 2022 reviewing every single movie that was released in 1922? <laughs> Let us know. We'll do anything, man. 
Um, but cool. And, you know, as, as usual, please hit subscribe, follow us on whatever you're uh, listening on. And if you want to leave a review, leave a like, uh, give some stars. Please leave like. a review, good, bad, or ugly. Whatever it is. We just want yeah. your honest opinion. And uh, that's it. Whiskey, got anything? That was totally Zach. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thank you guys as always for listening uh, to our listeners in the U.S. and to Canada. Ha! We're international. Sorry, I'm really proud of that. We have listeners in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.